Hello, welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. Hey, happy 4th of July-ish time. Ish. Yeah, to My you. My favorite time of the year, ish. Well, summer in, in general is the greatest time. It is. Unless you live in the valley, then it's like you live in a slow cooker crock pot. Uh, ain't that the truth? But uh, episode 15, thanks for having me back, man. As yes, always. a coroner's dozen. Okay. Uh, let's just go. You got something going on? Well, we usually start out with a reflection. Yeah. Of like, what, you know, what do we have to say about last week's show? Now, you know, we tape these a little bit in advance. We're both going on vacation, so this one's sort of a lot in advance. By the time this airs, we will both have watched Stranger Things Season 3. Yes. How do you think that you will have liked it? Uh, Probably better than season two, but not as much as season one. That's my guess. I'm totally on board with that. You know, because I thought season two was fine, but it could have been better. Yeah. And I feel like I'm cheating because I've been reading some reviews on Twitter today. Uh-huh. And the word on the street is it's it's pretty good. People People are liking it. I, I'll buy that because think about shows like The Office and Parks and Rec. Like stuff just picks up in season three. Sopranos, right. everything's better season three. Right. People know the characters. Yeah. Right. The actors know their characters. I mean, everything. The right. writers know their right. actors, know their characters, know raw, you know? Orange is the New Black got better about season three or four. So. I, I, no, no, no Orange is the New Black for me. Okay. I did one episode of that and was like, I'm out. This really? Ain't f- yet one. One and done. All right. Well, we'll revisit that later. Yes. And in the meantime, we're done time traveling. Stranger Things probably will have been pretty good. I've got a review for a Netflix original movie that is the methadone of Stranger Things heroin. It's called Rim of the World. Netflix original movie. Have you seen it? Heard of it? Nothing. nothing. I know nothing about this. Okay, that's weird because it pops up on my Netflix all the time. It's about four kids as diverse as possible. Oh, wait a minute. I do know this. Okay. It's right. the kids in the woods. Uh, sort of? It starts off at a summer camp in that's, the woods. Yeah, that's it. That's yep. it. Okay. So, that's, so I, I go by that and I go, oh, what's this? And I went, I'll go, oh, no. And I move on. <laughs> well, you're smarter than I am. <laughs> um, I mean, let me just... This Break could, it down. Yeah, Break it down. This could be a 40-second review or a 40-minute review. I guess we'll decide in post. Split the difference. This is four kids, a red-headed kind of weirdo nerd kid, an Asian girl who doesn't talk until about 30 minutes into the movie, a black kid who's like a young Tracy Morgan, and a um, eight-year-old Vince Vaughn from Swingers. Of course. With the, with the chain wallet and the bowling shirt and stuff. I'm sure um, that was like when the, you know, the castings went out. We want like a hip eight-year-old oh yeah. Vince Vaughn. I and, and some mom was like, my kid's a Vince Vaughn type. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. I mean, the, the kids, you know, whatever, they're fine. A couple of them were more like commercial actors than 96-minute movie actors, or however long this thing was. Directed by Mick G. That's you're, already, wow. You're, you're familiar with Mick I'm G. I'm familiar with Mick G's work. Okay. Uh, Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Here's what bothered me about this movie. I don't know who it was for. It's not for kids. If your kids could watch this, then they can watch Stranger Things, which is the real, you know, series that this is based on. This is like a, hey, people are jonesing for Stranger Things so bad, we're going to toss these uh, methadone pills out onto the sidewalk and see if if they come in uh, and lick them up off the sidewalk. This was, it was bad. And look, I've made a... uh, 
July 1st resolution. I don't make my resolutions on uh, New Year's like most people. July 1st is my date. Halfway I'm, through the year, that's when you're like, I'm going to get down to something like this. Yeah, because otherwise you're going into it blind. Right. So my thing is I'm going to do less purge movies and shows because there's no point in me sitting here and saying, this thing sucked or these guys, whatever. You know, I've been thinking about that as well. Like, yeah. what is the purpose of a listener tuning into a show where we purge everything? Yeah. Right? They, they walk away going, well, I know not to watch that, but at the same time, we didn't give them anything to watch. Right. And they're also like, who are these? Who do these guys think that they are to uh, criticize McG? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story about McG. Yeah. <laughs> so do you remember the website? I wasn't even going to this, but here do we it. Are. So you remember the website Defamer? It was a Gawker website. I used to be one of their uh, commenters. What I'd was get- your commenter name? Get ready for this. Okay. Demo. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Anyway, I would get... I I, would, I thought it was get ready for this. Oh, no. <laughs> you yes. No, Um, I'd comment, and then finally they do like uh, the end of the week, they do like the top five comments of the week. Yeah. And I mean, I was obsessed with getting on that list. Okay. Anyway, and then Defamer went bye-bye. Right, when Hulk Hogan sued him and shut him down, yep. basically. Yeah. Um, I, I contributed to that site as well. Really? I contributed the Studio 60 flowchart. I don't know if you remember that. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Was that what you called yourself? No, no, no. I no. wrote an article called oh. the Studio 60 flowchart, and it was trying to figure out who the audience was for that show. Oh, my God. I think I read that. It made the front page of AOL, dude. It was a huge... This was back in, like, 1945 or something. It was a long time ago, but... Anyway, Defamer would have, like, celebrity sighting stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the stories that I'll... <laughs> I'll never forget is that someone was like, OMG, I walked into an elevator. McG was getting out. He farted up the whole elevator. That was the whole comment. That I was, was like, that, that sounds so- like defamer. Yeah. Yep. Like, that sounds like McG. Yeah. Um, because that's what he did to this uh, movie. He stunk it up. Oh, my God. Every line from the movie was ripped from another movie. Every scene. It was like they went through the storyboard department at Warner Brothers and dug through the recycle bin. There's scenes that are shot for shot from Jurassic Park. There are scenes that... Do we get some Goonies? Uh, no, surprisingly. Huh. All the jokes are ripped off. Oh, this wine is from 1969? Give me some fresh wine from the jerk. Right? right. right. There's a lot of Independence Day plot-wise. It's basically the third act is Independence Day. Yeah, I saw up- it's like an alien invasion yeah, thing. Yeah, they have to upload and- a virus to the thing. It's like oh, anyone over 26 has seen all of these movies, and we know you're just putting them in a stew. It's like I heard a, one of my writing teachers said, if you have two really good soups and you mix, <laughs> you mix them into one soup, you have a bad soup. Right. That's what yeah. this was. This was 10 good soups mixed into one bowl, and then McGee directed it farted up the elevator i don't know who this is for if your kids can watch this let them watch stranger things this is purge you didn't have to tell me this i it's like i said i see it and i go no 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 you have better intuition than i do yeah yeah. i've always said that about you not not necessarily because my intuition told me to skip this show the one i'm about to review i've done everything i could to avoid it because no 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 i don't like the lead in it but it's eight episodes Half an hour each, four hours of screen time. I did it all the way through. One shot. Did what? 
Russian Doll. And I didn't want to watch it, but I did, and I enjoyed it. It was a good show. <laughs> I know. And I, I've heard of things okay. like, you know, it's going to be Groundhog Day. And I'm like, oh, God, not another show that repeats itself. And it does start off that way. And you're like, here we go again. I've seen this before. But I know you told me you stopped watching it. You gave I, up on I it. I watched about two of them. Yeah. Two of them. And then you're like, I'm out. I did the whole thing. Around halfway through, it makes a turn. It adds another character in, and uh, the story really develops and goes in a whole new way. It has a very satisfying conclusion. I know it's coming up for a second season, but highly enjoyable. And I can't stand Natasha Leone. Can't stand her, man. I hate her. You weren't an American Pie fan? I liked everything about American Pie except her. She, I'm like, who? She, she was like, like the guidance counselor or something. I was like, she seems so much older than everybody else in high school. <laughs> you know, not only is she in it, it also stars Charlie Barnett, Greta Lee, and Elizabeth Ashley, and everyone's good in it. Even Natasha Lyonne, who I am emphatically against. Forgive me. I know you don't like Orange is the New Black, but she's very good in that. I know. I think it's it's like a Catherine Keener thing. Like, I can't get... (laughs) No, no. It's like I can't get past uh, early performance, and that, like, colors how I feel about them the rest of the time I see them in anything. Okay. Even though I will acknowledge that Catherine Keener is a great actress and Natasha Lyonne is a great actress. But it's those it's like, you know, first impressions and it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So I didn't like her and I was that Beverly Hills, the slums of Beverly Hills or Beverly Hills adjacent. It was like what? It's like the first movie she was ever in. No. Didn't no? see it. I saw it. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. No. Beverly Hills Ninja. Beverly Hills Cop. No. It was Beverly Hills slums, slums of Beverly Hills, right? Yes, you are correct. It's slums of Beverly Hills. Now, was this a black and white film or was this in color? This was in color. And there was talk. This was like mid to late 90s, mm. right mm-hmm. around there. It was, well, let's see. American Pie was 99. I want to say this was like 98. That's a guess. Congratulations. You guessed right. Okay, so whatever. You you didn't expect to like this. I gave up on it after two episodes, but you're saying binge, finish it, it's good. Yeah, it's funny, and it's moving, and uh, it's interesting, and it's well done. Hey, everyone's heard of it, right? It's sitting there, right there when you turn on Netflix, Russian Doll. I, like I said, I was like, no, 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 and now I'm saying binge, binge, binge. Okay. All right? I love it when you surprise me. I've surprised myself. Okay. Because I was like, no, because, and also I was so sick of like, have you seen Russian Doll? Have you, well, have you seen Russian Doll? And I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to watch Russian Doll out of spite. Who's that impression? Anybody. And the world. That's the impression of the world. Have you seen Russian Doll? (laughs) All right. So binge. Okay. Quick. Netflix. Netflix original series. We started off with a Netflix original movie. Again, when is Netflix going to sponsor us? I have no idea. Uh, so I said Purge, Rim of the World. Demo said Binge, Russian Doll. I think that's it for Netflix today. Now you have an ad. I do. Our sponsor this week is Best DCP. If you're a filmmaker and have been in a decent film festival, you know that most theaters require a DCP. That's a digital cinema package. It's a fancy way of saying that 
someone needs to convert your movie into something that will play at a theater. Most film festivals use a single service which gives them kickbacks for referrals and costs the filmmaker about $10 per minute of movie. These companies aren't supporting independent filmmakers. They're just preying upon them. Now, that's coming to an end because here comes BestDCP.com. BestDCP.com is the new king of the film festival DCP game. Rates are $4 a minute of stereo or $5 a minute for Dolby 5.1 surround. Look, I'm no math major, as I think I've proven many times on this show, but that's half the price, right? Roughly, yeah. Right. So if you've got a movie, you've invested your soul, everything you are, visit www.bestdcp.com today for your film festival package needs. And if you aren't a filmmaker, none of this matters, but thanks for listening anyway. Okay, cool. Thanks, uh, bestdcp.com, one of our new sponsors. We are looking for more sponsors. Please email us at bingeorpurgepodcast at gmail.com. Our CPM rates are through the floor, so now's the time to get on board. Uh, Thank you, Demo. You're welcome. You've got a documentary? I do. I have a documentary that came out on Hulu. It's one hour and 40 minutes. It is about, and I know you've been waiting for this one, Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Who's that? Are you serious? I'm serious. You don't know who Dr. Ruth Westheimer is? I'm thinking of the, the sex doctor. Yeah. Oh, okay. You are Oh, she was correct. on Entourage. Was she on Entourage? She's been on everything. She was never on Entourage. <laughs> she was the sex guru of the 1980s. Yeah, I was pretty celibate during the 80s. So was I, but still, like, you're fascinated by it, right? I mean, it's the first time I ever heard the word orgasm. How do you like to have orgasms? No. I I know I don't do impressions. That's my terrible Is that your Morgan Freeman That's my Morgan Freeman doing Dr. Ruth. Oh, my God. Anyway, I didn't even get the title. It's Ask Dr. Ruth. It's being made because she turned 90, and it's a look back at who she is, where she came from, her life as a child in Germany, surviving the Holocaust, and then becoming a sex therapist, getting on the radio, and becoming America's, you know, go-to for sex questions and problems. So she's like Dr. Drew's grandma. Yes. Okay. I'm All right. Go on. It gets into really how she was at the forefront of AIDS, talking about AIDS when nobody else would. Okay. The most fascinating thing about this was two things. First of all, she's lived in the same apartment in New York for 54 years. Okay. I found that interesting. Rent control. And she served as a sniper for the Israeli army, but she never shot anybody. But she showed how she could, like, you know, strip a gun and set it up and everything. Okay. And said, I know. Look, here's the thing. You're not going to watch this. Only people are going to be interested in this. They grew up in the 80s, and they're like, I thought Dr. Ruth was dead. Dr. Ruth is not dead. Now, what if I'm someone who doesn't care about Dr. Ruth, which I don't? Is it still a good documentary? You know, it's a nice documentary. It's not cutting edge. You know, I mean, it's about a 90-year-old woman. What do you want? Okay. I'm saying it's a binge, knowing what you're getting. You know, it's like if you want to learn more about Dr. Ruth Westheimer, binge. 
If you couldn't care less, like you, Joe, then it's a purge. But I'm sticking with the binge. You get to see the life of a, of a person that made a difference in the 1980s. So Demo says binge the Dr. Ruth documentary, Ask Dr. Ruth on Hulu, available now. Yes. Okay, so that brings... Hello? Hello. You are on the app. All right, lastly, uh, Joe. That's you. I'm what do you at, got? I'm looking at our uh, spreadsheet here. Uh-huh. This is a show that I've wanted to talk about since day one, and I wanted to wait until our audience grew to the immense size that it is now. There's a show on Amazon. It's an Amazon original series called The Last Tycoon. Have you ever heard of it? No. That blows my mind, man, because there's only like 16 Amazon original shows. There's not that many. There's like Jack Ryan, Marvelous Maisel. You scroll to the right, and then you hit the end pretty quick. Right, but somehow I just it's not... It's not ringing any bells, okay? Okay, maybe because they're not packaging it right. Uh, It's based on an F. Scott Fitzgerald novel called The Last Tycoon. It stars Kelsey Grammer as the head of a up-and-coming studio, Matt Bomer, who you would definitely recognize from Magic Mike. I know who he is. Super hot, super good I know who he is. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's actually really good. He plays uh, Monroe Starr. Also stars Lily Collins. Now, the thing is, this takes place in the 30s. And there was a lot of weird stuff going on in Hollywood. For example, the studios were not allowed to hire Jewish writers because Germany would then not distribute their films. Um, Actors coming over from Poland and these European countries that wanted to stay here illegally so they didn't have to go back to what was about to become the Nazi, you know, mess over there. Yeah. It addresses some of that really important stuff. It also addresses a mentor and a mentee, Kelsey Grammer being kind of the king of the studio, but Matt Bomer's character, uh, Monroe kind of being the up and coming star that everybody likes. It's incredible, man. It's really, really good. Are these hour longs? So this is nine 60 minute episodes. A little bit of an investment. It is, but here's the thing it was based on a book. So when. I heard some, cause I worked with the girl who worked on it and she said, Oh, I think they're coming back for season two. And I said, I don't, without spoiling anything, I said, I don't know how that would work because the book sort of wraps up the story. Right. Unless they're going to just build upon F Scott Fitzgerald. Everybody does that now. They're like, Oh, we, we based it on a book and it was a hit. Well, got to have a season two. What about the book? Who cares? Yeah. But there's no George R. R. Martin to keep writing books. Like this guy's been dead for quite some time. So I mean, not that they couldn't do it, but if you want something that's complete, this is a complete story. Now, see, that I do want. I would like to watch something that I know, beginning, middle, and end, good to go. It's not going to like end and go, wait, is it going to leave me a cliffhanger for the second season that I don't even know if there's going to be a second season? So you're saying I can watch this and be satisfied with a complete narrative. Yeah. Now, now this came out actually back in June of 2016. It premiered. The last episode was July of 2017. It's been out for a while, yet I don't know anyone who's watched it. And, and this is like my, my whole thing with this podcast is let's tell people about these shows that are freaking amazing that they just would never have heard of. Right. And this is one of them. The Last Tycoon, Amazon Original. Now, directed three episodes out of the nine directed by Billy Ray. Captain Phillips, Hunger Games. Captain Phillips? Yeah, Billy that was directed by Paul Greengrass. This says Billy Ray. Billy Ray did not direct. You're talking about the movie with Tom Hanks? Yes. 
With the pirates, the Somali pirates. Yes. Paul Greengrass directed okay, that. Okay, then Billy Ray wrote it. Okay. Possibly. Paul Greengrass directed it, and Billy Ray wrote it. Now, one of the writers on this show was Christopher Kaiser, who we talked to our friend Emilio Garcia Sanchez. He also went on to create and write The Society. Oh. So people who have worked on this show have gone on to do other things. Did you mention that in the interview? Yeah, I did. Ah, that now... It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. So this is really, really good. If uh, I would say, if you haven't seen this show, I mean, again, it's from June of 2016. It's three years old. But there's only 16 Amazon original series or something. So why haven't you watched this? Because I'm too busy watching all the crap on Netflix. Well, there you go. I mean, we're kind of making our own point there, which is check out the Amazon original series. There's also... Um, there's Fleabag. There's I mean, there's all kinds of stuff on Amazon that we haven't even gotten into yet. I know. There's I'm going to be uh, doing another Amazon show that's been out for a little while that no one has seen either. At least no one talks about. Okay. But once I finish that, I'll give my review. Well, and that's our whole point here, right? Is to tell people about stuff that they're going to love that they wouldn't have otherwise heard of. Right. And I think we've done that today. You have. I haven't, but you have. You just oh, I did I did a review of a show everyone's already seen and a documentary no one's going to want to watch. At least uh, hopefully everyone had a good drive to work listening to our uh, podcast today. They didn't crash. Did you crash? I hope you don't crash. Don't crash. Now, what are you looking forward to? I'm asking myself cuz I already have the answer here in front of me. Um I'm looking forward to knowing what you're looking forward to. Oh, well, you're in luck. Wow. I'm about to tell you. There are two, not one but two documentaries coming out one's already out about the amazing jonathan the magician slash comedian do you know him i do i saw him perform when i worked at the key club in 2000 okay now the key club that was some kind of alternative the, lifestyle yeah it was, yeah it's an alternative lifestyle club on the sunset strip perfect dane cook opened for him no kidding yes it was what year dane, is this? 2000 Right before Dan Cook blew up. Yeah. I remember seeing The Amazing Jonathan when I was very young because he's been around since like the mid-80s or early 80s. Very funny. He's he's like a one-man pen and teller. Yes. Um, you know, YouTube him. You can see some of his stuff. He's great. And I was like, oh, God, a magician, right? I was like, I was not on board for this. He was fantastic. Yeah. So funny. He's 50-50 magician comedian. He's like Penn and Teller. He's very entertaining. Yep. So there are two documentaries. One of them is called Always Amazing. It's already on YouTube. It was made by a comedian, Steve Byrne. Yeah. We um, know him. Yeah, we've seen him around. Now, that one was very much kind of a um, love letter to this guy who uh, has become terminally ill now. Uh, he's already outlived his prognosis, so um, God bless him. I hope he stays around a long time. Uh, the second documentary, directed by Benjamin Berman, who has worked on things like Lady Dynamite, uh, Tim and Eric, this one's super dark. This is the Hulu version. This reminds me of the two Fire Festival documentaries that came out within a week of each other. Yep. You get two totally different perspectives. These were actually filming at the same time. The camera crews were interviewing him at the same time in some cases the hulu version not surprisingly uh takes a very dark turn and it talks about his drug use it talks about does he really have this heart condition how come he's been alive three years longer than he's supposed to be it questions his illness yeah which i think is kind of a cheap stunt on the part of the documentary maker but i mean i don't know i haven't seen it 
maybe there's reason to because he is a little bit out of his mind and has a history of meth use and stuff. Have so. you seen the YouTube one? No. You've seen none of these? No, I'm looking forward to seeing them both. I'm going to watch them you both. You certainly know a lot about two documentaries you've never seen. So I'm giving you props right now. It's, I mean, it sounds like you're reviewing them. I will review them when I watch them both. But okay. I think it's going to be um, very interesting. And it reminds me because when I first moved to L.A. the first time, I worked with a guy who moved here from Minneapolis with the amazing Jonathan to uh, kind of work with him and help you. It wasn't like a business manager, but like an assistant or something and had just the nicest things to say about this guy. So I've heard secondhand what a great guy this is. Uh, It sounds like he uh, wandered off the rails, which I imagine if you have a residency in Las Vegas for 16 years in your 40s, you're bound to... uh, yeah, you're going to have a couple uh, benders. You're going to get a little lost. So yep. I hope that one of these two has kind of a compassionate angle, but you never know. I mean, he's a magician. He's a comedian. He's uh, by nature a liar. So who knows what these uh, docs have to say, but I'm looking forward to those. They sound interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Where can people get a hold of us? Uh, that's what you do. Oh. Um, I don't know. I just go, Joe, where can people get a hold of us? Thanks for asking. Uh, Twitter at binge or purge Instagram at binge or purge podcast binge or purge podcast at gmail.com Facebook binge or purge podcast MySpace B-O-P dog D-A-W-G Friendster Friendster slash 1999 guys with a Z what else just get just iTunes reviews here's the thing everyone talks about Netflix or Hulu or Amazon every day to somebody it's yep. like it's like the uh small talk go-to now instead of like oh phoenix is a dry heat people talk about netflix mention us would you yeah oh i'm listening to these two idiots that actually are helpful yeah you know? it saves me some time it helps me keep my ice cream from melting while i'm scrolling through endless uh you know just stuff on netflix yes so please tell a friend tell us about this show Yes, tell your friends for the love of God. And also, I want to acknowledge the feedback I've been getting from everyone. When I finally get them to listen to it, it's like, you have a podcast? I've told you 16 times I have a podcast. (laughs) Okay, I'll listen to it. You have a podcast? I've told you 23 times to listen to it. So on the 24th time, they're like, hey, your podcast is pretty good. Thanks. So... I appreciate you guys taking the time, all of you, to listen and let me know that you like it. It's great. Before we go, as always, I want to give a shout out to Jess the Facts. Thank you, Jess the Facts. You can follow her on Twitter at the Jessica Greer. Okay, what do you say we come back next week? Yeah, because we're going to come back with... Stranger Things. And a possible guest. Oh, yeah, we might have a guest. Might have a guest. We're hoping to have a guest. Yeah. You never know in the podcast world. Fingers crossed we're going to have a guest for our Stranger Things Season 3 review. Yeah, we don't want to say who. Right. But it's LeBron James. Is or, it? No, I don't I don't know. Wow. You tell me. I would be great. Yeah, Are we'll, you kidding? Let's can who we're getting and get LeBron. Hey, let's can both of us yeah. and get LeBron and that other <laughs> yeah. person. Okay, thanks for tuning in. All right, my name is Demo. For Joe Taylor, this has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. See you next time.